Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? <laughs> oh my goodness, let me get my chair situated. I had a had an online consultation with a fellow oh, for about a half hour this morning talking about options. Um, take these glasses off my head. They tend to fall off anyway. Talking about some options for guests here at Holstein House and uh, I think it went pretty well. I got some good ideas there, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to follow up on them. One of them that he suggested that I do was start a Telegram group, so I did that. I only just started it, but it's there. <laughs> so those of you who are connected uh, uh, in some of the groups that I'm – good morning, Renegade uh, – that I am in the uh, Telegram groups with, feel free to go over to the Holstein House group, the Holstein House group. Um, and, uh, it'll, it'll be primarily just to reach out, um, you know, for those who are looking for a spot to stay maybe, uh, and to talk about, you know, things that, uh, that, uh, we offer here at Holstein House, um, and maybe talk a little bit about, uh, you know, travel and industry kind of things. We'll see. We'll see how it fleshes out. Thank you, Brian, for telling me to do that. OBKB, I need to, what am I doing here? What am I doing? Where are we taking me? That's funny. What well, is to me? May not be to you. <laughs> so this is episode 37 on February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day for everyone, whether you have a, a, a Valentine or not. Um, oops knocking things over. I told Brian, I said, you know, it's all in the, uh, it's all in the staging. You guys can only see what's here. You can't see what's here. And what's down here is a mess of cables and wires and all kinds of things. I hope your Valentine's Day is going well. Here in West Virginia, it's going to be a beautiful day, sunny, dry, moderate temperatures for this time of year. So uh, the husband did give me a card this morning. He's a good husband that way. We, uh, when we started dating, seriously dating, not just kind of, you know, going out and deciding if we wanted to be an item or not. Uh, he, uh, he, we, we got to talking and of course, neither of us had much money at all at that point in time. So I told him, I said, the only thing you have, the only rule, the only rule to our relationship is at that time, it was just birthdays and Christmas and, and stuff. And now it includes anniversaries because we've been married. But the only rule was there must be a card because no matter how poor we are, we, sh we know these dates are coming. We should always be able to come up with, and at the time it was a dollar, dollar fifty for a Hallmark card. And there should always be a card. 
on these major holidays. Even if we can't afford real gifts, big gifts, nice gifts, even little gifts should always be a card. And there was a card waiting for me this morning. And I actually bought him a new billfold, which doesn't sound all that romantic, but he didn't like the one he had. So <laughs> that's it. I gave it to him this morning. So he has it as well, his little present. Valentine's Day isn't as big a deal to me. We'll probably go out to eat over the weekend. We're not going to go out today. I'll cook dinner today. It'll be just fine. It will be just fine. Uh, oh, drop us that link. Uh, oh, for the what? Renegade for the telegram. Um, I don't know how to how to copy the link out of telegram. Ah, where does it tell me where the link is? <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but I don't see anything that shows me the actual link on this thing. I'm on the desktop. Uh, I have the group open. It doesn't tell me. Oh, see, now I feel like a dummy because I don't know how to make it. It's in the settings for the group. Okay, let me pull the group back up. There's the groups. Mute, view group, manage group, create poll, export chat history, clear history, select tone, disable, mute. I don't see the settings for the history. Group information, notifications. To, you know what sad is the other members. Well, where is it? Honestly, do I have to share my screen so you can show me where it's at? I don't see anything that says the settings for the group. Is it under manage group? Group name, group history, group permissions. Invite links. There, there it is. Copy link. <laughs> Wasn't under settings. Anyway. Found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. And let me see if I can make this work. Does it work here? And does it work here? Send. If it worked, I think I sent it to you guys. Cancel that. Okay. All right. I think I did it. Yay, I learned something new today. <laughs> Always a good day if you have something learned. Oh, I've got people over on clapper saying how can i find jesus well you can find jesus by opening your bible and starting with matthew chapter 1 verse 1 start there start reading you'll learn everything you need to know starting right there i'm not sure if that was a sincere request sincere request or not it's hard to tell over there 
there's some really bad stuff over there. Kind of like, kind of like um, the Tiki Talkie. I'm sorry if this light is bad again. It's a wonderful time of year. I just need to get stuff done downstairs so that I can move these recordings to the bunker. To the bunker. Okay. Now. Uh, some of the stuff, oh, yeah, today is the, this is the 37th um, issue or episode of the Holstein House podcast, because I do record this and upload this as a podcast uh, through Podbean, and my favorite podcast app is Fountain.fm. Uh it's also available on the other major ones. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn, iHeart, Player, Listen Notes, and Samsung. And I hope that today there will be something that you find worthy of sharing, clipping and sharing. Um, I'm not real good at that either, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We'll get better. And if you participate in the Value for Value Exchange, I hope you will share your value for what value you feel you get from this episode. Yay! So today we're going to kind of touch on, and I don't know that we'll get to everything. Um, I give myself an hour. I could talk for four or five. <laughs> Just my nature. Uh, but I kind of wanted to talk about uh, a little some of the short short form content I have managed to get posted. Uh, getting rid of DirecTV and AT&T. Uh, I do want to touch a little bit about that train derailment in Ohio uh, and um, my, my progress becoming a Satoshi millionaire and some other stuff too, if we can get to it. Um, I did get, I'll start off with the short, the short form content stuff. Uh, I did get a short video up when, when I say short, I did a 20 minute video and I chopped it down to 30 seconds. I don't like the idea of a 30 second video. I just think it's dumb, but you know, that's, that's where the world is right now. I aspire to be the bad stuff. Well, you can, you can aspire, you can aspire. And if you try real hard, you just might achieve it. <laughs> um, so I, one of the ones that I did was on brown sugar. Now I know some of you gentlemen in the, uh, in the uh, chat and stuff here this morning will say brown sugar. Well, now renegade, you, it may be of interest to you because you do um, seasoning mixes and stuff, but you probably, and you probably already know this. Uh, the, brown sugar will get very very hard like a brick over time and you don't have to throw it out you can use it you can soften it and I did a short video on how to achieve that and uh, you don't need to throw it out it the video is up on YouTube and Rumble and uh, there's a short one on the Tiki Taki and did I get the short one on Clapper? I don't know if I, I don't remember if I got the short one on Clapper yet or not, but it's coming. And you just use a microwave and, and a damp towel and, and a couple, and I talk about a couple of these. Um, they're called brown sugar savers. They are food grade terracotta. Uh, 
pieces. They come in all kinds of shapes. The ones I show in the video are leaves. I have one that's a disc. Some of them come out in, um, uh, they make them in forms of animals like teddy bears and stuff. So you can get them. You stoke them in distilled water uh, for a few minutes to get them damp. You put them in with the brown sugar after you get it softened back up. And um, then you you keep that stored in a in an airtight container and it keeps your brown sugar from getting brick hard because that's not something you want is brick hard brown sugar i also did a video on making apple jelly now i did that yesterday unfortunately i didn't get all of the images shot that i thought i had or i did something wrong i don't know but uh, I did get it made. Uh, I had intended to show the volume of um, apple scraps that I had. And I didn't, I either didn't take the picture or I, I deleted it by mistake. I don't know. But anyway, it wasn't there. But uh, I did do a short video on making the apple jelly. And it has turned out all of my jars have sealed. I did have a, just enough left to put in the refrigerator to try it. It tastes pretty good. Pretty good. I do say so myself. So I will be offering, when you'll see in the video, you may have seen in the um, telegram shots, because I did post a picture of it, those pictures, the, the little jars will go out, will be set for our uh, Airbnb guests, should they want some homemade apple jelly with their homemade sourdough English muffins or bread or bagels, even that way. I, I, you can, you, you know, I would think that hurts renegade if you used a hammer. Um, I shouldn't be that way. <laughs> I've got to behave myself. <laughs> so, um, I do need to get some started on, on starting your own small BNB, and, um, I might take that in a different direction after my chat with Brian this morning because we got to talking about um, hip camp, H-I-P-C-A-M-P, hip camp. And it was very interesting. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit because it was, an, it was something I had thought about being able to, because I, I do the Airbnb here out of the house and uh, Holstein House Direct Book, you know, the room. And I thought you know tent camping i could offer you know a spot for a tent camp for people who are traveling because i'm on a, a lot not far off the interstate and there's no real tent camp place right close now we're just talking about a backyard this is an acreage and you know out in the wooded lands of west virginia it's just the backyard of a, an older suburban community but i could do that so I heard Brian talking about hip camp on one of his morning uh, podcasts or morning YouTubes. And I asked him about it today. And so we talked about that a little bit. And there might be a way to do this. And I could, because I would be starting from 100% from scratch, it might be better to do the videos on getting the hip camp spot set up. Now, this I could do a couple things. I could do a spot where someone in a in a camper van could park safely and, you know, um, maybe come in for breakfast or to shower or whatever. Or 
or and and or I could do more than one. Uh, also set up a a section in the backyard big enough for a uh, a couple person tent. I would need some sort of outdoor privy and a way for them to wash their hands. Uh, I have a, um, it's not a very big um, fire pit that I guess could be used. It's not technically a, uh, a campfire spot thing. I, I, I got to think this through a little more. Hopefully I don't get bogged down in the thinking because I do that sometimes. I spend so much time trying to think things out that I don't do stuff. And then I do too much stuff at one time. But that, that's a thought I had. It does make for smashing Valentines. Although I don't think your sweetheart would appreciate it smashed. Um, so I do need to. So, so now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> now I'm thinking about that. So, it, you know, it doesn't involve a lot of money. Just a little, a bit of a platform so that you're up off out of the mud. Because we get a lot of rain here, believe it or not. And there's a lot of mud out back. And especially with the chickens and stuff, then it's kind of, I could hose it off. <laughs> it would be cleaner. I could, I could do that. I could do that. I just have to do it. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I am a conservative woman who leans libertarian. And um, I, I've had an account, this, I'm switching subjects way, not even near where I was. I've had an account with DirecTV in some form or fashion since 1999. I bought my first DirecTV satellite and uh, boxes and, with remotes at Sam's Club when you bought two of the boxes that looked like VCRs, but, you know, uh, in a box with a dish and you put it up yourself. Mr. Holstein, we weren't married. We were dating at the time. He put, he put the dish up for me uh, and I connected everything up. And since 1999, in some fashion, I have had direct TV. Well, when they let go of OAN, One American News, I was bothered. I was really bothered. And I get that when you, that these corporations have, financial decisions to make. I get it. But when they decided that they couldn't make a deal with Newsmax, whether Newsmax didn't want to bend to DirecTV or DirecTV wasn't going to take news, I don't, I don't know, don't care. Don't care. Now that those two conservative voices in news have been silenced, and yet we're still subjected to CNN and MSNBC and the, and the junk that's on the uh, local channels that they carry. I told Mr. Holstein, I said, I, I'm going to switch us. I'm going to switch us. At, back when Sling TV first came out, I had an account with them. It didn't work out for me. I didn't like it. They have made changes. It's been years since I had that account. It's been eight or nine years anyway since I had that account. And so I went back in and looked, and most, if not all, of the channels that we like are also carried by Sling TV in their blue plus orange package. And it is not as expensive as DirecTV. And I uh, reactivated our account 
I paid uh, for the first month's um, Sling TV cost. And we are now spending the next couple weeks working out um, where the channels are and how we're going to maneuver this. They don't carry local channels, so we're going to have to go back to stir or over-the-air antenna for local channels uh, to get the local news. And that's that's all we watch on the local channels. But um, my, I believe... I have to go back in and check, but I believe my DirecTV renews on the 3rd of March. I will be canceling it before then. I will be. Um, I, I'm not going to stay with them. I just can't. I, I can't do this anymore. I have to f uh, speak my mind with my money, and I'm not going to give it to them anymore. And the same goes for AT&T. I am investigating uh, T-Mobile. I spent some time on their site yesterday looking at the different packages they have. We uh, have my mother-in-law on our cell, cell account with AT&T. I was going to move my dad over because it, it makes it a lower cost on him as well. Uh, if I mean, I wouldn't be charging dad anyway, but it would make the monthly cost for him uh, uh, less as well. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be dumping AT&T. We even actually get a discount on AT&T because of my husband's employer and um, it's not it's not worth staying with AT&T. I've just had it. I've had it and um, I'm going to be uh, parting ways with them. So AT&T and DirecTV are on the way out hopefully by the end of February and um, Definitely before the end of March, because I, I, I AT&T bills a month ahead, I think. So even if I canceled it today, there's still a month of service. I might just dump it anyway, even after we paid for it. It just depends because I've, I've had enough. I've had enough. And I challenge all of you guys. Aloha. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Um, I challenge all of you to dump these, these uh, companies who, and, and, you know, it's not even, it's not even that they are conservative or not conservative corporations. It's that they're shutting down opposing views. You can't tell me that they're not channels <laughs> that they're carrying that get less viewers than those two. So it's, it's not, it's, it's not. That's not what it's about. So I'm, um, I'm on my way out. Our household, our household, more importantly, our household is on its way out uh, from those. Uh, my mom and dad, my mother-in-law and my dad don't need texting. They don't need uh, data plans. Um, T-Mobile has a 55 plus or 55 and older or something like that level. I just am not sure whether they uh if you can have more than two people in the household on that plan so i'm going to go i think there's an office in charleston i'm going to go over and try to talk to a human being and ask them that question i despise talking to bots i despise talking to bots i don't care how much ai um and flip phones they like flip phones with the tactile um numbers on them anyway 
Okay, the garden, I haven't started anything new on the garden. I got to get down to the feed and seed store to get some uh, topsoil to get some raised beds put together. Um, I need a couple new frames. My frames are just gone. So um, I, I need to get a couple new raised bed frames for my uh, raised bed. Um, and I need to get some uh, some topsoil I need so that I can start here in the next week or two planting uh, starting the seeds indoors and, and get so that I can move them outdoors. Supposed to start them, I think, St. Patrick's Day. So that's a month away. There has been a young hawk. Now I did, I, I got a picture of this little fella and I guess it's a fella. I don't, I don't, can't, didn't get close enough to tell and I didn't ask him. Yesterday morning when I went out to let the, uh, the chickens and the ducks out, um, there's been a hawk that's been hanging out here for the past couple weeks and I've seen it and I've gotten fairly close considering uh, where I live fairly close to it and uh, saw it catch up. I, I think it was a smaller bird. It caught it on a chain link fence and it hung there upside down for a little while. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this thing has caught itself, caught a talon or something in there. And uh, I'm going to have to call DNR or somebody you know, to come and get that thing out, or I'm gonna have to get a big heavy blanket and throw over it to pull it loose or something. <laughs> but then it took off and I could tell it had something in its talon. So it had swooped down, got this thing, and I suppose didn't have a good hold on it. But then it took off. But yesterday, uh, well, the day before yesterday, I went out to let the birds out and I heard it, I heard it flap real hard as it jumped. I, I scared it. It was in the tree limb and it took off over my head and out across the uh, the creek. Then yesterday I went out real slow and I had my camera on and for about almost 12 minutes I videoed this thing. I caught it in my camera or on my phone camera and I watched it and talked to it for a long time and um, I, I got I got fairly close considering that I was kind of underneath of it probably I don't know five yards or so it was up in the tree and I, I sit and talk to it for a little while and, and videoed it for a good while. And I put it, I put a clip of the video up on, uh, on everything. I put it on TikTok, put it on YouTube, put it on Rumble, put it on the Clapper. I put it on Facebook, I put it everywhere because it, it, I was able to trim it to where you see it on the limb. It's looking around, it flaps a little bit, stretches and then takes off and fly. It was, it was sweet. It was sweet. And it was a lot of fun too. I, the only thing is, is this thing is a danger to my chickens. Uh, my dad likes to tell me that my chickens and my ducks are too big for that hawk to grab. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have seen stories of people talking about hawks killing their, their grown chickens. Maybe they were smaller breeds. I don't know. And speaking of chickens and ducks, uh, I was at the Rural King Saturday. Mr. Holstein wanted to go to the harbor freight. And they, they had free buckets with any purchase. So we went to the Harbor Freight and um, shopped around a little bit. I got a battery-powered hot glue gun. A battery-powered hot glue gun. Fits the battery I've already got for the uh, battery-powered uh, shop vac. Mr. Holstein's used it on the cars. He said it worked pretty good. So I forget the brand name. What's the brand name? I don't know. Anyway. It's, um, it's one of the, darn it, what's the brand name on that thing? 
No, I can't see it from here. Anyway, oh, Bauer, Bauer, I see the box, Bauer. It's a Bauer hot glue gun. I haven't taken it out of the package yet uh, to, to use to see if, um, if it's any good because, you know, your girl always needs a hot glue gun around. Might have to put stuff back together. I don't know for sure that it was a red tail or not, um, Josh, because it was still splotchy. I suspect it was a red tail. It was young. It still had spots. I see them every now and again come through here. It seems like a couple times a year in the spring and fall, probably like in a migratory pattern. Although we do have red tail hawks that stay here a lot. And actually, a couple years ago, there was a story about, I think it was a pair of um, of bald eagles that were hanging out at the locks and dams below me. Probably, how far down are they? Five miles below me, I think, at the Marmot Locks and Dam. They had nested, they had built a nest up on one of the light poles or something. I'd have to look that story up and put a link somewhere. But um, so I, they do come through here a lot. Usually they're young. They hang out a couple of weeks and then they go off wherever they're going. But I've got several photos, varying quality of uh, hawk that come through here. But he, he or she still had its spots. So, but we have a lot of red, red tail hawks around. Red tails can mess with chickens, but I doubt a juvenile would unless you had young birds out free range. Now, my birds aren't young. They're grown, but they do free range. I almost always keep them in the first couple hours of the day. It's a habit I got into when I first started keeping chickens. They stay in the run at least two hours after uh, daylight. I try not to let them out before daylight. There have been occasions when I've had to open their doors to the run. Um, because maybe I have an early doctor's appointment and I have to leave before the sun comes up. But I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but I will do it on occasion. And I almost always have them in a couple hours before the sun goes down. And it's just a habit that I got into. And I, I glance out and I, I can almost gauge, you know, how much daylight's left. And I've just been doing it for a long time. So, but I am supposed to, um, I am planning on getting some some new birds. Usually. I don't see those hawks around when, when I have, um, when my birds are young, they've already gotten out of here by then. But, uh, after we left the Harbor Freight, we went over to the, over to Tractor or Rural King, because they're only about a mile apart over in Cross Lanes. I don't go down there very often. It's 30 miles, 26 miles, something like that. So, we were in there, and of course, what do we hear? We hear the little peep, 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 peep. They got the chickens in, and the young man told me they have them all the time. But the last couple times I was there, they didn't have any at all. They didn't even have lights on back there. So, but it's that time of year now. They're starting to get them. And I, I was looking at the ducks because I do want to get a couple more ducks. I love the ducks. I like duck eggs. And we've, we've discussed this before. Mr. Holstein can't have duck eggs. He gets a stomach ache. Um, but I can sell the duck eggs too. There are a few people around here that will buy every duck egg I, I have to sell. So I'm thinking about getting two, maybe three. And it's harder to tell, especially when they're little, to tell the male from the female. Um, I've looked into a little bit that the males are supposedly not quite as energetic as the females when they're chicks. 
or ducklings um, that that the females will be running around a lot more. <laughs> Go figure, they got a house to clean. The guys are watching TV. But I know I can tell the difference in the male and female as they get older in their in their in the the, the sound that they make when they quack. Because the females will have the traditional Walt Disney quack, 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 you know, sound to them. And the males have the more raspy, um, kind of gravelly, growly noise to them. But I, I would, but they wanted almost, it was like $7.50 or something like it. it was an insane amount of money for those ducklings. I just, it would have taken, um, you know, a couple dozen to, for eggs a piece for them to earn their keep back. And you won't get that until, you know, August. July or August and the chickens weren't much better the chicks were were fairly expensive too so we I've got to get uh, the area set up for them I've been using usually I use the basement I have a couple of uh, dog crates the metal ones with the tray in the bottom and you know I use that to keep them in when they're when they're still very young but until they can go out I just don't have it set up downstairs and I have a lot of stuff, especially with my, my shelves for the canning and, and my pantry and, and stuff. I've, I've got a whole, just, it's a mess down there, but I can do it. I've done it before. I could do it again, but I'll have to be careful. I'll have to take out some this fall and I hate to do that. I'd almost rather have a retirement home for old hens than to take those birds out. But that's that's me. I'm just tenderhearted that way. I only ever had hawk issues with young birds. Owls will try for bigger birds. Having geese or turkey help. The hawks are intimidated by larger birds. I geese maybe, but not a turkey. Nope, not going to be days like that. Uh, white pecans or or roans. Well, my pecans, I was able to get, when I got the the first set of pecans I ever had, they were both girls, so that went real well. I have a roan female that was given to me, and I actually have a um, mallard drake that was given to me. And they were, kind, well, kind of rescued because the guy that um, uh, bought them for his family bought a big old pile of, of chickens and ducks for his family and then had a basically wide open I mean the top was open on the run and the raccoons that's all I'll say is raccoons but yeah my pecans I don't I didn't eat them <laughs> they're laying they're the ones that I sold the most eggs from the roan she's she was laying and she just hasn't they haven't the pecans pecan hasn't started laying either this year I'm thinking they're probably about done Otherwise, they would have already been by now. It's been a long time. And I have one chicken, an Isa Brown, that she she was laying, and then she went broody twice. She's never laid since. Yesterday, I had six of seven bird eggs. Six of my birds out of seven laid, and only one, one brown. So um, I, I'm not sure which one of the girls it is because I don't ban them or anything. I've been trying to slip out and catch the one that's in the uh, in the nest box and just take a Sharpie pen and put a little black mark on her head so I know which one's which. And 
but I, I haven't been able to do that. When I think about it, they're both out. Nobody's in the nest box. So um, I can sell the eggs. I do sell my chicken eggs now. I have I have uh, a family that regularly buys them. I have a couple families that ask every now and again if I have any. So I'm not worried about that. I can sell enough to, you know, basically break even. And, you know, when they're in the yard, I'm not feeding them as much anyway. So as the weather warms up, you, I'm really only, they actually have been out. They get yard time almost every day. There's been very few days since cold weather came that they haven't been out in the yard. And that was when it was really, really snowy. And around Christmas when it was like almost zero outside. But even at that, you know, if we all understand, most of us understand if we, if I get, if I get chickens now, chicks and ducklings now, they won't even be laying until fall. So they don't help offset the cost of eggs at the store yet. Do, 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 do. Oh, we're halfway in. How old are they? The, the ducks, the pecan is um, five, five, I think. I'd have to go back and look. The Pekin's five. I had two Pekins. One of them lost her last year. She was always kind of puny anyway, but um, lost her last year. The Roan, I'm not 100% sure. She's either three or four because, like I said, she was given to me. And she was laying when she was given to me. And I'm thinking... She may have only just been laying when she was given to me. But I had already had the Pekins a couple years. So I think she might be three or four. I don't have names for them. I had name. I named the one that I lost last year um, puny. I mean, because <laughs> she was always kind of puny. Well, I'd like to think they would lay longer than, than my chickens, but honestly, they haven't laid anything since last fall. So they may kick up again. They did molt. You know, I know they don't lay when they molt. Hi, Carla. Now you're fine. You're fine. Good to have you. They, I know they don't lay when they molt, and they both went through the molt last fall. But they never pick back up. And I've even gone to, I've, I've picked up some actual duck feed for them because I they grew up on, you know, all feed, basically. The higher protein duck feed. I thought, well, you know, I guess it's possible that they're not getting enough protein, especially in their older age and especially with the molt. They've been through a couple of bags of that now. So, and they, I haven't seen not the first egg. And they, there is um, oyster shell available all the time. I keep oyster shell out for them all the time and occasionally we'll put out eggshell regular eggshells I keep them out scrub them up heat them up a little bit to dry them out and mash them up pretty good because I don't want to get them started eating their own eggs but ducks I don't think are as bad as chickens are about that but yeah no there's there's not been any. and they're not laying out anywhere because they're not they I hate to say they wouldn't but they've never not laid in the coop because by the time I'm letting them out, the sun's up and usually they lay before the sun comes up. So plus there's not any laying around out in the yard there. The area where they can go, it, it's good size, but it's still, I can, I can see about anywhere. They're not laying them out in the yard. 
the pecans I've seen them just lay them and walk <laughs> and there's not a nest anywhere that that's being you know eggs are being laid and so I don't know what's going on with them it may just be I don't know maybe they just don't like me anymore so the progress on that's pretty much it on the house um the I need to stop with the ums. I've got my, I don't know if you remember, I was talking about a um, holder for my micro SD card. So I've got it. It came in from Amazon. And, and this thing, it's cute because it you can put the really micro ones in and then you can put the regular SD cards in here. So you can have two in each spot. So in my uh, efforts to move things off the cloud that is a start i need to gather up all my uh, usb sticks and uh, sd cards and stuff and get them all in one spot so that i can sort and fix those up notary signing agent work my background screen is completed my eno is in place my nna national notary association notary signing agent page has been updated I do need to send a couple screenshots to a couple signing agencies, and I do need to complete the recertification on reverse mortgage. Uh, uh, I need to update my reverse mortgage certification. That's how that should have went. Need to take time to do that. Uh, gentle reminder, gentle reminder. February is my birthday month. So those of you wanting to stay at Holstein House, you can book through Airbnb. That's fine. You'll pay their fees. I pass my fees on to you in the form of my rates. <laughs> those of you who book direct, if you go to robinholstein.com and book direct, if you're coming this way, and you use the code BD10, as in birthday, birthday 10, you'll get 10% off the regular room rate. I do have a couple of specials that are there that you can choose from. The uh, Hall's Chocolate and Coal River Coffee uh, specials that are there. You can read more about those. You can have uh, uh, Hall's Chocolates, from, which is a West Virginia company, and Coal River Coffee, which is a West Virginia company. And Brian, I'm not trying to slight you. I, I would like to you know, reach out. I might order some of your single um, packs. We talk. I should have talked to you about that already. Single packs of coffee to offer as well. Coal River just happens to be a local, local company. But I'm not opposed to offering a choice. So I'll be interviewing Stan next week, and I hope to have that up by the end of the month. Stan Bumgardner, for those of you who are joining me over on Clapper, Stan Bumgardner is a local West Virginia fiddle legend. He is just a master, and I've known him for over 20 years now. I met him when I was dating my husband. Stan was a fiddle player in the band. So I'll be interviewing him just to talk about some of the uh, cultural changes in West Virginia and changes in music he's seen through uh, his time since we met 20 years ago. 
shameful plug, shameful plug coming up in three, two, one. Uh, this is the 37th episode of Holstein House podcast premiering on the Fountain Network. And if you found me on Fountain, I hope you will boost and clip and share and all that stuff. Share it with your friends. Subscribe, you guys. Subscribe and like and share. <laughs> I got to get numbers up. I, I don't like being a numbers person, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you don't get your numbers up, you just, you fade away. You just fade away. All right, you're trying to find, there's Carla, my ducks, yes, my ducks, molting will knock them back, and then weather, maybe light hours, I get, um, Josh, yeah, I, I, I get all that, because I've had them for a while, so, um, I mean, at this point, they're going to be producing maybe three months out of the year, I mean, it's just out of the calendar year. It's crazy. Uh, I, I don't like my coop. Never have. Never have. I, I figure let the girls do what they're going to do. I don't want to be forced into labor, and I'm not going to force them into labor. <laughs> You're trying to find duck or quail eggs for Angel. She keeps having allergic reactions to chicken eggs. Do Has she had, Carla, has uh, Angel had duck or quail eggs to know that she's not allergic to them as well? I do understand from some reading that I have done that the proteins are different and so that some people who have sensitivity to chicken eggs don't have it to the duck or quail eggs. There's also a school of thought that chickens that are fed with soy or, or feeds that have soy in it can cause people to have allergic reactions, if they're, especially if they're allergic to soy. It could well be that it, if it's a soy allergy, then getting a, um, a, a, a producer who does not use soy-based feed would help. I won't have eggs, even if mine start, I mean, I've just got the two girls now, and even if they were to start laying right now, I, it would be a couple months probably, because they don't lay every day, and they haven't for a long time. Um, before I would have enough to even rationalize a driving to get them. I would think that down in the area you are, that you'd be able that there'd be a couple farms out there. Why reach out to the conservation district uh, office over there in cross lanes, capital conservation district. They're also on uh, Facebook and see if they have any connections for you on larger producers for duck or quail eggs. I'm not going to fool with quail. They're too little. I, I mean, they're fine birds. I don't have any problem with them, but I'm not going to fool with them myself. See, and a matter of fact, I'm probably going to go to straight um, um, Rhode Islands next time because my Rhode Islands are, are laying regular almost every day. They didn't lay when they molted. That was the only time. And they didn't molt at exactly the same time, which was weird. They were like a couple weeks difference. So I had one laying. And then the other one was still, was molting, and then they switched places. All right. Now, um, I'm going to talk about this train derailment a little bit over in Ohio. Um, Roy Minow, he, he may. I, I have to connect. Uh, I'll have to check and see if Roy knows anybody. But he's down in Huntington down in Huntington Way. Carla is closer to the Capital Conservation District office. Um, 
she, she would probably be able to reach out to them and just ask them, is, are they aware of anybody raising uh, ducks in, in the immediate area? So I don't normally talk, I mean, I talk a little bit about news and stuff, but I don't really get into Ohio news that much because I'm not that close to Ohio geographically. But that train derailment over there, it it has the potential to cause some uh, waves in the agriculture community and um, along just obviously the environmental impacts, but the agriculture community and the food supply because although the government's telling us that there doesn't seem to be much contamination i you know we we all have to hesitate uh the government has told us a lot of things have been wrong a lot of times especially in the past five years or so if not longer than that i mean we could go in all kinds of directions about trusting the government for anything from my perspective and course Carla was here too about what's it been about six years or so ago that uh, we had our own little catastrophe that uh, contaminated the water in West Virginia it was uh, it, there was a, a it, it wasn't a chemical manufacturer the company stored a chemical called MC, crude MCHM crude mchm i forget what the scientific name for methyl something something i don't know anyway it it was a a treatment that coal companies use to treat coal to remove some of the impurities off of the coal so the um the company stored this and sold it to the coal companies and then they they trucked it out and they sprayed it on the coal and you know that's what they did. They didn't manufacture it. And they it was Freedom Industries, and they they had a place in Charleston. Well, just below their place in Charleston, they were on the riverbank. And there's people can roll their eyes and say, oh, my God, who would put that there? That facility had been there since the 1930s, I think. So in some form or fashion along the Elk River and, you know, it is what it is, like people. I hate that phrase, but... The, there you go. So it there was the 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 tanks that held this chemical had a a dam around them of sorts, a berm around them to protect against any leaks. And for whatever reason, there's debate about why, but anyway, one of the tanks leaks, the leak isn't caught or is ignored. I don't know, not going there. It's just the point that the it, the leak gets into the water. Downstream of this facility was the in major intake for West Virginia American Water, who supplied drinking water to cities, municipalities, and counties, and people in like nine different counties of West Virginia. This leak is discovered. The water company doesn't shut down the intake. They said it wasn't a big deal. There was no fish kill. There was just a stink. And then it just gets, and, and for like two weeks, we couldn't use water. You could flush your commode with it. And even then they said, don't do that because you don't want to end your pipes. So what we've got, and it, that thing traveled obviously downstream. And it, 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 it affected people for, it, there's still people to this day who won't drink tap water. 
from West Virginia American Water Services. I don't have any problem with it. I, I mean, I didn't drink it during that period of time, but I, I took a shower and it didn't bother me. Some people were highly sensitive to it. It did stink. It smelled like licorice and I don't like licorice. And it did, so it did stink. Now, that didn't cause a fish kill. This stuff in Ohio apparently already has caused a fish kill. I, th that's just here to say, I haven't seen that printed yet, but I believe it to be true. Uh, so on the 4th of February, about 50 cars of a Norfolk Southern train derailed. What I'm reading is that it was, uh, they call it a hot box, a wheel bearing overheating caught fire. Now you see this on tractor trailers from time to time and you see it on campers and stuff when people are pulling away and they use those brakes and they use those brakes and those brakes heat up and then they catch fire or they stick and they catch fire. Well, now this is a wheel bearing and not a brake, but it's kind of the same idea. It overheated and it catches fire. If, if steel gets hot enough to start flaming up, it's going to burn. It's pretty hot. So this thing catches fire. You have to assume the, the fire makes the, the steel weak, the, weak, the steel gives, the train derails. It was like a 120 car train and, and 20 of the cars were uh, derailed and it gets to be a big mess. And these were, these were hauling hazardous chemicals. I'm not unfamiliar with that. I live just a block from a marshalling yard, main, main marshalling yard for Norfolk Southern. And I've seen that stuff go by here a million times in my life, if not more. Now, being at the marshalling yard, they're going very slow because they're going in, they're switching tracks, they're doing all kinds of stuff. So I'm not dealing with high speed. I'm not sure if that was high speed over in Ohio or not, but I've seen this stuff come and go. It's not uncommon. That's the way you haul a lot of these chemicals. Well, some of the chemical was vinyl chloride used to make um, polyvinyl chloride, hard plastic resins and a bunch of different other kind of plastics and stuff. That, and, and, and the fumes from that stuff can lead to cancer. Drinking that stuff can lead to cancer. And, there's there's argument and debate over whether I heard someone last night on a podcast saying I heard from somebody of course you know last Friday we talked about please cite your sources this person's like I heard from somebody that they weren't placard properly because they're not allowed to carry these chemicals on that line well I haven't seen that anywhere I've not seen a, a mayor I've not seen a fireman I've not seen an EMT I've not seen anybody say they're not allowed to carry the to, to haul these through here. So I'm doubting that that placard was wrong. The placard was probably a generic placard. That this is a hazardous chemical. It could combust. But usually, and I know on the trains, the, the um, tankers that go through here, it's painted on the side of it what it's hauling. They haul that stuff, you know, and the, the placard will say flammable or combustible or... Uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, there's four or five of them. I forget. Um, caustic. Stuff like that. That. Uh, so and and if if these things are traveling through your community, you better believe your local government's going to have some idea. Now, 
are, are your officials changing hands and maybe somebody doesn't pay attention in a meeting? Maybe. But your fire department, your EMTs, these first responders are going to know because they're going to be practicing and being ready for this. They're going to have the proper chemicals and the proper training to deal with this stuff. And so I've seen people also say, uh, talk about the, um, the burning them, burning these chemicals. Well, burning the chemicals is not unheard of either. It is very common. And in fact, if you think about it, if you go buy a chemical plant, if you go buy a coal fire electric company, plant power plants you will see these big tall tubes with flames shooting out they're burning off toxic chemicals toxic gases it happens a lot everywhere all the time so hearing that they they burned them i'm not ready to say that they they doomed the community now letting everybody go back in when i did i mean i'm armchair quarterbacking here Maybe they should have waited a little longer. I don't know. But it's not unusual to burn off these chemicals to keep them from contaminating anymore. I don't know how much was is going to make its way into the watershed. Because, yes, you're burning it off, but you still got some leaching into the ground. And then you're going to have rain at some point and whatever chemicals and waters they're pouring on to keep the flames down and stuff out and around. I, I am concerned. I am concerned that this is just another... Bump, boulder, in our uh, supply chain for for food, and it's going to it's go, it's going to affect uh, our 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 food supply. I'm not sure where the chemicals were going. I don't know that anybody has ever said where their final destination was to know whether this is something that's going to be um, affecting commerce down the road I, I don't know how bad uh how much those 20 cars contributed to the overall process of of you know plastics i mean surely they didn't that's not the only ones that they needed a train derailed in oregon friday and another in houston yesterday morning which makes me raise an eyebrow yes i raise an eyebrow i raise an eyebrow but I'm not jumping to conclusions yet. What was the cause of the derailments? Now, this one, they're telling us it was a hot box, or it looks like it was a hot box. And I'm not familiar with those two you mentioned. Um, Josh, so I don't know uh, if, if they were uh, chemical, or were they food, were they cattle, were they, because, you know, the trains haul all kinds of stuff. Uh, Ohana. Hello, Ohana. Ohio's governor was the first to close down schools during COVID, but now these poor kids go back to school. I don't know that I don't know that sending them back to school is a problem. It it may be safer for them to be in school than to be in some of the uh, facilities, shelters. Kids, one of the things you have to think, and two, if, if the insides of the classrooms are not suited up with this stuff, then there, there shouldn't be an issue 
with letting the kids go back. And if the air conditioning and the filters on the air conditioning systems or HVAC is, is filtering um, this stuff out. Kids need a routine and, and it helps them recover from trauma to bring them back to a routine in a lot of cases. Um, Houston was an 18-wheeler collision. Oh, so the, like an 18-wheeler, uh, Josh was crossing the tracks and it plowed into it. That happens a lot because people are stupid. You can't stop a train. It takes a mile to, sh to stop a, a, a train on average traveling. I think they go about 50 miles an hour or so. A 100-car train. It takes a long time. Not sure on the Portland one, but it appeared to be a diesel spill. No, yeah, diesel spill. Well, we had a we had a, a tractor trailer uh, not far from me about a year or so ago, I think, that uh, went over the hill off the turnpike, dumped a bunch of chemicals down into what's known as Paint Creek, and just destroyed a bunch of wells. I don't know if they're able to drink the well water yet or not. But yeah, I'm not, uh, Ohana, I'm not saying that, that the governor sh should, should or shouldn't have closed the schools in, um, in, uh, but I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not there. I don't know. The one in Ohio is a giant cover up. I don't, cover up for what? Cover up for what? I, I don't get on I don't get on these big conspiracy kicks. I, I don't. What ha what ends up happening is we don't have all the information. So somebody over here starts telling, oh, I bet it was this. And then that spreads like wildfire. And I, I mentioned this before. It's like on TikTok when the kids are swallowing Tide Pods. You know, it's not necessarily true what you're hearing the first time. You have to wait. You have to wait. Now, if I'm living there, I'm wanting to know right now. I'm also in the middle of a high trauma because of this, this derailment explosion. And now I can't be in my home. I get it. People are upset. This is natural. This is what we do. And in the absence of information, people's brain starts filling it in. That's why when you're out in the dark in the woods and you hear something, you think, oh, God. When it may not be anything other than a squirrel. Or an owl, you know. So, but 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 our brain starts filling stuff in. I don't I don't know what they would be covering up now. If you think it's poor workmanship, if you think it is uh, overworked um, railroaders, we can maybe talk. <laughs> Bigfoot, Carla. But. Um, I don't want to jump to conclusions of leaving the story. No, but the hysteria is too real. Well, uh, Josh, there's going to be hysteria. It's toxic chemicals burning up around you. I used to work for the, uh, I was the office manager for the Chemical Alliance Zone here in West Virginia. And it's an affiliate organization of uh, chemical companies. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little biased in that I've, been in some of the meetings where they talk about this stuff, but I'm not so biased as to think that they're all, you know, angels, you know, with halos and, and wings and stuff. But I know that what we're seeing here is not very much different than what I've seen in other situations where there was a chemical spill and X, Y, and Z steps were taken. 
I'm in Ohio and they've barely talked about it in in the news. Animals are turning up dead. Well, yeah, animals are going to turn up dead, but are they dying because of the chemicals? And I wouldn't be surprised. You don't drink that stuff, but animals don't know the difference. It. I'm not reading anything that says all of those all of those chemicals were safe. There's there's nothing that I'm reading. As a matter of fact, uh, ABC News uh, online, which I've got a link in the uh, in the show description, the show notes for this to this story in East Palestine, talks about um, the cargo that could pose uh, defined as cargo that could pose any kind of danger, including flammables, combustibles, or environmental risk. Fourteen cars were carrying vinyl chloride uh, involved in the derailment. Uh, now, this is this story is a couple of days old, but they're saying at this time we're working to verify which hazardous material cars, if any, have been breached. The EPA has been called out. Uh, vinyl chloride used to make polychloride uh, hard plastics. I, 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 I used that uh, quote just a minute ago. Um, train derailment with hazardous materials. I mean, it's there. Breitbart. Breitbart. I looked. I saw it this morning. And it's talking, it's got some, some photos. There's also going to be a link. Uh, there's also a link in the uh, description here for this one. Uh, the EPA hasn't detected the uh, level uh, concerning levels of toxins in the air quality that can be attributed to the crash because of the controlled burn, which makes sense. Now you see the smoke, yes, but it burns off those chemicals. Are there chemicals getting into the water? Probably, probably. It says many residents still smell odors. I believe that. Uh, one resident in the town of North Lima, around 10 miles from the derailment, reported that her, her six chickens died in the days after the fire. Yes, chickens are highly susceptible. Well, that's why they use canaries in the coal mines. Birds are highly susceptible to uh, contaminants in the air. I don't blame anybody for being concerned, but there will be a ton of panic nuts coming up with wild stories too, just for attention. Yes, they want the clicks. They want the clicks and they want to see you freak out. So I'm not saying don't be concerned. I'm not saying don't be concerned at all. I'm not saying that animals aren't dying. I'm not saying there won't be fish kills. I believe there's already been fish kills. I'm saying that, you know, don't panic. Don't panic. 42. 42. Don't panic. Um, if you're living in that area, immediate area, then there's precautions you need to be taking. And that kind of comes back to the self-reliance and prepping community idea anyway, is that we think of those things that aren't likely to happen and we're kind of prepared for them. And the things that are likely to happen, we're definitely prepared for them. I live, I've got the marshalling yard on the east side of me, which routinely hauls uh, tankers for the chemical companies, along with coal. I've got a major chemical company two miles west of me. I ought to be having some respirators in here that can filter out some, some really hard stuff. And in fact, there used to be drills or information on how to seal your house in case of a chemical leak. When I was about, I think dad said four, I didn't, I don't have any memory of this, but I was up moving around. I was walking and not in school yet. And I, 
I think I dad I think dad said I was four. There was a chlorine leak from one of the railroad cars in the marshaling yard. Our entire area was evacuated because chlorine is highly dangerous. It could kill you. My family opted not to go anywhere. Stay put. So, you know, it's uh, Ohana, it it we don't know if it was preventable because we don't 100% know what the cause was. You know, if this was a, hey, if this uh, uh, bearing came from China, hey, let's start that rumor. Let's start that conspiracy. Chinese-made bearing is what caused that train to go out. I could go out right now and, and post on all of my social media. You know what I heard? I heard that stuff was made in China. And just leave it at that. Because my husband works for the power company and he does it. He's not a lineman. He works in the plants and there are materials that they have sourced from China that routinely, and I'm, this isn't so much, it's not like it's going to cause the plants to explode or anything. I'm talking things like screws and nuts and bolts and stuff that are rated to be a certain strengths that aren't you know and so they go out all the time and they you know every time they use one they strip a bolt or what or strip a screw or whatever um so it there are we don't know that it was preventable until we know what caused it now is the government going to tell us what caused it if we push hard enough they will they'll eventually have to think about the balloon that just went over the one that they let go over and they said, it's no big deal. Well, it was a big deal. And so now they're shooting every bird that crosses the flight path that's white. Every poor little white dove that gets lit, let loose at a wedding now is, is subject to be shot down by our federal government. At what cost to us? So we could we could go down this, this little... Have they told us the truth? About, oh, tell me. Oh, no, look, my dad's a welder. My dad's a welder. And if you think metal doesn't get hot enough to melt, you know, we we probably shouldn't have that. We can talk about other things, but that's probably not the one we want to talk about. You know, I've watched dad melt metal. Anybody that makes bullets has melt, melt metal. In fact, in order to make metal, you have to melt it. Because it has to be melted to be poured out and made into sheets and rolled up in sheet metal when they roll it. You have to, it has to be hot and malleable enough to make I-beams. I, I, can't, I can't get on board with the the government blew up those buildings. I, 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 and I won't. I, it, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to discuss. I, I have no, that, that is so far removed from anything that my podcast is about, Ohana. How the nine, how, how the trade centers came down. Uh, there's and and there's multiple times that a Bible is the only thing left when a church burns down. I, there are just things that we don't know. 
And I'm not going to rehash September 11th, 2001. So I, you know, that's, this is not the conversation for you. So my point in discussing the, um, the uh, situation, the derailment over in Ohio is that we need to be, be aware of its potential impact on our, our food and our water. Is it going to get me water-wise? Probably not. It's not likely that any of those contaminants are going to get to me, even though my water company also draws from the Ohio River, but they not, not where I'm at. They draw from the Elk River. So it, it's something that I need to be aware of. It's something we all need to be aware of and to be prepared for. That's why we have uh, backup of water. That's why we have food in storage. That's why we have canned goods, dried goods, freeze-dried goods, frozen goods. That's why we have all of these things. And we kind of need to pay attention to it. So I, I know that, um, you know, in West Virginia, we, we struggled with a water crisis of our own. It took a couple of weeks and still yet today, there are people who won't drink tap water. And it can take a while to clean up. Can we find out what, it, what caused it if we don't lose our focus, if we're not misdirected somewhere else? Can we make, can we make spider charts out of all these and put tic tacs in, the, in, uh, in maps and string them all together? We can do that. It's going to be a waste of time. I'm uh, gonna. We're going a little long here. Sports. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Kansas City won, and I'm okay with that. I haven't. I was telling Josh on his show this morning that um, I I haven't really watched football much since the, all that kneeling crap started. And I don't really miss it much. We we watched we have watched it on occasion, but not really much. Just mostly used to be we'd watch almost every game, Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. We almost watched every game, but now we don't we don't do that anymore. I still need my Bitcoin wallet, y'all. I don't have my Bitcoin wallet. I am going to get um, HJ on. I don't know when. I got to reach out to him. He he told me to be sure and reach out to him and we can have a discussion about Bitcoin. And I want to do that because I know there, I have gaps in my understanding on, um, I, I mean, I kind of understand Bitcoin, but I, I, there's this like Swiss cheese. There's places that I need uh, more instruction on. As of yesterday evening, I didn't check today. I haven't checked today because I've had a full morning this morning, but as of yesterday evening uh a capital b bitcoin was at 21,660 us dollars so if my math is fair i need about 215 us dollars to become a satoshi millionaire and i am at 139,683 so far it's a little higher than it was before anybody wants to send a few sats my direction let me know if you want to give me you know, birthday sats, let me know. I will give you the address to send it to. Hello, welcome to Clapper. Hello, Clapper. I'm sorry, I don't mean to uh, ignore you. I'm, I'm just kind of not in the habit of looking over that direction. Not yet. 
I'm I'm still learning. So I I my total of sats is a combination of using the fold card and doing that spin daily spin thing. I haven't been real good about the daily spin, but uh, Josh and Brian have been um, posting theirs a screenshot of theirs and that keeps me thinking oh i need to do that and so i've been doing that more and also fountain fountain.fm folks who uh share value over at fountain.fm i have uh some over there and there is an app that um if you read certain stories you get like five satoshis here and there so i do that and um so my birthday's next week, a week from third, uh, week from today. Oh no, it's a week from today. Next Tuesday, Mardi Gras is my birthday. So yay! Uh, I will. I want to hit a million satoshis by then. Kind of looks like I'm gonna have to work a little harder for that. Oh yeah, Brian over at the Lots Project has an ebook on crypto it is a good place to start i did read that i read through that and um yeah yeah renegade i know a guy with an ebook on it yep he does have it and i have the lots project in the show notes so they can go over and find that let's see i that's about to, uh, like I said, I'm gone long today. I, I, I don't mind it really, but I know that everybody has so many things to do in their day. And, and I, I appreciate them when they, anybody who stops by and spends time with me when I, when I do these, um, like I said, I've only, this is only the 37th podcast that I've done. I've done a few more videos on YouTube and Rumble, but um, they're, you know, they're not like this. They're not discussions. They're, um, their things and doing things. So I'm going to um, wrap up there. I think what I, I am very intrigued. I, like I said, I talked to Brian. Uh, yeah, Brian. Um, I did a consult with him this morning uh, for about a half hour on, uh, well, we kind of, we talked about four or five different things, but one of the things that we're going, that he suggested that I do and and I, I'm okay with that because it's kind of along the lines of the things that I was thinking anyway. Is setting up so that I can offer um, camping here. Just like with Airbnb, maybe through um, Hip Camp, I, I've got to look at that program a little more i'm not opposed to it i just don't know enough about it even though we talked about it I, I i need to do a little more reading on it i understand from what i looked at yesterday and from from talking to him this morning that it is a lot like airbnb it's the same kind of idea only i'm offering camping space so i would be offering either a place to park a a, a class C, I really couldn't go any larger than a class C off road or a camper van off street. I mean, a small, uh, oh, I, I'm not real good with the sizes on the pull behinds. Uh, we have a, um, we have a hideout camper 
uh, with the queen in the front and the twin and full in the back and the bathroom in the back and stuff. And I don't, I can't remember how I need to write this stuff down because <laughs> I'm no good with it. So, but it's not hooked up and it's backed into the yard. And, and when he's not using it for work, it's um, there's, you can't get another camper in around it, but I'm, I'm constantly trying to scheme stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to scheme. <laughs> Actually, here's something I want to do. I want to get a, an e-vehicle charger thing and and you know not not the the small ones like you plug into outlet at the house i want a 30 amp full setup thing to offer people guests and people to charge up that's what i want to do <laughs> that's been a long i've been wanting to do that for a couple of years now i've been wanting to do that for a couple of years now uh, I might try to get that to happen uh, sooner rather than later. Maybe, let's see. I've got a couple other targets that are like mid-April and 1st of May. I might be able to get that one done before then. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I think I want to pursue that a little more on um, the camp space or the parking space for those who have camper vans. I didn't realize camper vans were a big thing anymore and uh, Brian said, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that use those now. So that's that's an idea. That's an idea. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, you can you can drop comments here. You can find me on um, fountain.fm. You can find me on Telegram. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and you can find me on clapper and you can find me on the tiki talkie but i'm not real much on the tiki talkie because china you know and you know let me know let me know facebook obviously facebook holstein house on facebook i i would be really interested in your thoughts on would you if you had if you traveled with a smaller camper or a class c or below uh would you consider or would you feel the need to find a place? Because he's saying that, Brian was saying that he thought Walmart was kind of cracking down on people staying on their property overnight. So I'm not sure about that. This, see, this is a whole, it's not that I'm, camping's not unfamiliar to me. But I, I hadn't thought a lot of these, a lot of these things. I hadn't thought about these things. So I'd really like to know. So uh, look me up. <laughs> Sounds kind of terrible. But yeah, check. I, I'd love to know, um, you know, what your thoughts on that are. And maybe we'll talk Friday. Oh, speaking of Friday, I do have a medical appointment on Friday at 10. So the uh, live and unscripted on Friday is going to be at a different time. Maybe earlier. Maybe instead of 10, maybe 8.30. May have to do it from 8.30 to 9.30. Or, well, if I did it from 9.30 to 10.30. We'll see. But anyway, it's probably going to be in the morning bef uh, before 10. Morning before 10 because I have a uh, 10 o'clock doctor's appointment. Nothing major. Just a checkup. Regular stuff. So I'm going to go. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you, Ohana, for stopping by and, and, and offering your input, even if we, you know, if we find an area we don't agree or we 
just probably ought not be discussing because we're that far apart. But uh, I do appreciate it. Carla, if you're still hanging out over there, thank you for stopping in. Hope you can get a hold of some place to find some uh, duck eggs for uh, Angel. I, I just, I don't know right off. I'll, uh, I'll ask around and see what I can find. And folks over on Clapper, thank you for stopping by. And we will talk to you guys later. Again, bye-bye, guys. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.